Down the lane, 15, 10, touchdown, Chargers! All right, guys, welcome into a brand new training camp edition of Chargers Weekly. Look at this. I got, <laughs> I got the radio team? I got the radio team on day one, Money? You did. I was uh, supposed to tell DJ that he was doing this after our radio broadcast for uh, the the Petros and Money portion of the opening of training camp, which we went 9 to noon. And I forgot. And I said to Chris, I was like, you know, uh, everybody's gone. Should we just come back tomorrow and set up and do it? And he's like, no, remember, we're going to talk to DJ. DJ's going to yeah. it's going to be our annual DJ podcast. And uh, I was like, yeah. I, DJ just found out. I didn't breaking news. The good news is DJ had already committed to going to Mr. Pickles with me for a sandwich. Okay. So I know he's got time. You can't be like, all, oh, yeah. I got to get out of here. All the changes is whose card's going up to the Exactly yeah. right. So that's not changed. Right Money's going to swipe it. Was he easy on you with the Padres? How much Padres uh, he was actually – this is the thing as a Padre, as somebody who's a Padre fan, they he views us as so irrelevant that we're right. not even worth their – Exactly. Time. I mean, he's not even going to make fun of me, you know. <laughs> that would put us yeah. on some type of equal footing. He's not, he's not going to do that. So, I uh, I was spared. But that's the blessing, right? The, the Dodgers are supposed to beat the Padres. So, when they do, he gives me the – well, obviously. Yeah. And then yeah. when they don't, I, like I, last year, win, win. it's exactly. six months of pain. Yeah. So, it, it really, you know – in terms of this conversation, yeah, let's just table that one. Because yeah. we, we talked baseball for the first minute of this. I was excited. Yeah, forget money, but I was excited to be with you to see you again. Uh, how, are, how, are, how are the twins here? How the, girl, the girls are good. The girls are getting big, almost two years old. Oh, my gosh. Um, things have changed in the last couple of years. I remember doing this podcast not knowing uh, when they were going to be here. Yeah. So I came yeah. to Dallas. And now fast forward, we have a, we have a brand-new squad here. The, the offensive coordinator of those Dallas Cowboys is now in Los Angeles. And – Really just, I think the vibes today, guys, were great. You talked to, who did you guys talk to? Everyone today. Staley, Telesco, Derwin. Derwin, Keenan. Everybody was in a great mood. A lot of, lot of energy. That was uh, the term that, that Derwin used, and I thought that was accurate. He said there's just a lot of energy out there, a lot of guys just kind of bouncing around, very excited about, you know, what's ahead of them. And you guys, man, I, I really feel for you. Till 2029, you got to call Justin Herbert. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, I mean, just the fact that this guy done DJ before day one of camp no distractions we're just playing ball now yeah it's huge and you know it's it's rare that you find a team that doesn't have some issue that's lingering you know and there's nothing here it is just football and you could see it on really on Tom's face on Tom Telesco's face you could hear it in the voice of Brandon Staley how excited they are it is solely focused on football they're not happy with the way the year ended last year of course but this team comes back healthier uh, they've added some nice pieces in the draft as well as in, in free agency. And, and Money and I were talking about this earlier. Chargers have always been talked about as one of the more talented teams in the NFL. And, it, you know, it hasn't worked out. The last two seasons are great examples. It just the last game of the year did not go the way that you want it to go. That being said, I, this is the most talented roster that they've employed since we've been doing this. It's crazy, and you know, Monday last week we talked about I think maybe the number one on-field storyline was just the health of J.C. Jackson. And you see that this PBU on Keenan Allen just to start like that that seven on seven session when he's healthy. I mean, what a pleasant surprise after the the severity of what that injury was to see him back full strength. Just a little, uh, you know, pull the well, not really pulling the curtain back, but because I don't think it was on the air. But um, prior to the the start of practice, um, we were talking about about JC and and they said yeah you know we gotta make sure to hold him back like that's mm. what that's what they said he is and you know uh, DJ you've been around a lot of players some guys they get hurt and they're just content to be 
eh, training camp, I'll just tell them that it's lingering. And, you know, when it's time to, to turn it on, I'll turn it on. But they say JC wants to get out there and get after it. And that's very encouraging, like you said, Chris, especially considering the severity of the injury. We, we talked to Derwin, and, you know, he talked about that defensive back group. And when you hear him start rattling off the names, it's like, yeah, this is, this is a pretty darn good group on the back end of this defense. Money, we did the I – th- I think you guys pulled a, a, a tease from last week. We were talking about J.C., and we rattled off all these guys. Everybody was upset we didn't mention Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. And, you know, Asante, obviously, with those three interceptions. Money, just uh, – or DJ, rather, the, the, the back end, when you have Asante in his third year mm-hmm. and J.C. coming back and, and what Michael Davis was able to do last year and then w- what we hope is a healthy Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, you know, I, I feel like – JC's almost like this this new free agent that wasn't even on the team yeah. last year. It's huge. And to me, when you look at the communication positions, there's two groups. The two biggest groups are you're going to look at the offensive line group and the DB group. Yeah. And that's where communication is huge. So when you have some continuity there, when you have guys that have been in the same system or have been around each other, usually those groups take steps. And I, I think when you look at on the offensive side, which we've talked about, getting Rashawn Slater back, now this is a young group, but they've played a lot together. And now you look on the defensive side of the ball, the communication. Derwin talked about all the, you know, the different things he loves to do, using him in different roles. Well, that's all got to be communicated, you know, when you're moving him around like that. So having a Loey Gilman back there with him, and now there's continuity between those guys. And Asante now has got more experience, and Mike Davis has been doing his thing. I think that's one of the more underrated components in the National Football League is the continuity because the communication is necessary at those two positions. I'll tell you something, Chris, like the – the thing that jumped and we're we were doing the radio show so we kind of were watching everything at a distance we weren't really able to get up close and and on the the drills um but man you know it was interesting the way it laid out right because you have smith and jigba go and then quentin johnson goes and then zay flowers goes and then jordan addison goes so these four will be measured against one another Mm -hmm. uh specifically the guys that were taken early but just getting the first look at at johnson and dj and i were talking and I saw a play, and then DJ saw another play, and we both just kind of said the set. You just saw him snatch a ball out of the air, and he was gone. I mean, gone on those quick slants. It was, it's exciting to see someone after kind of watching what they were doing in college, and then you see him out here, and it's just, I don't know. DJ, it's like a different backdrop that you're yeah. watching. No, no, it's real speed, and that's a group that's so big. You know, when you think about Keenan and Mike and how big they are and how physical they are, then you see a guy who has that same type of body type, now, obviously, those guys are so so accomplished, and I'm not comparing them in that sense. But just when he catches it and his foot hits the ground, there's a gear that he has that that this team doesn't have. You know, so to be able to plug him in with that talented group, and it sounds like in talking to Derwin, he mentioned the fact that you know these guys are all communicating well. They're taking the young guys under their wing. There's no there's no competition there in terms of oh he's going to take targets away from me. They're really helping him grow and develop, which is pretty cool to see. And with Justin Herbert at the controls, I mean, he threw this bomb to. John Hightower today. I know. Hey, John Hightower looked like yeah. T. Billy from a I couple of years ago. Uh, the, the fact that Joshua Palmer is the guy that we were not talking great about today. too, who had an amazing catch. I think he may have been out of bounds on another one, but yeah. uh, it, it doesn't really matter who's getting the targets. Like Justin's going to find you. Uh, Darius Davis, another guy, you know, a, a rookie. Just to see, I, you know, you see Keenan, who has been with this organization the longest of anybody, mm-hmm. doing drills, and then all of a sudden you see, you know, Darius Davis, number twelve. And his speed. I mean, that's another guy who's going to probably contribute on special teams and maybe be that fifth or sixth receiver. Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, that's going to be a big role for them, you know, having that that other speed element. Because with Justin, I mean, 
when you have speed out there, not only with his arm can he reach anywhere on the field and be able to get those explosive plays, Austin Eckler's going to love it, Money, because you're going right. to scare safeties out of there. Even if you're not connecting, even if you're not throwing the ball to those guys, just having that speed element in the offense is going to create more space. And, and space for the running game, you know, and, and that's the other thing you brought up, DJ, when we were watching, just looking at Rashawn Slater and thinking about that Lindsley, Filer, Slater, left side of the line and how effective it was two years ago. It completely disappeared last year. Slater just looks, I don't know if he's just kind of got a little bit of a baby face or something, but you look at the way he's just, the way he looks as he's walking around this year versus his rookie season, yeah. it looks like a different person. He's intentional. Like there is, uh, there is somebody that is really out there to remind everybody of how great he is. This is one of the best players in the NFL, regardless of position. I know he only had that one year where you saw it. He was elite. He walked onto an NFL field as a first-year player. It was an elite player. Chase Young, first week of the season. I was going to say, we, I, talk, I had a conversation with somebody last night about that week one game, and we know how like respectful and nice Rashawn Slater is. Yeah. He, he's almost like disrespectful on the field. Like It's, it's so easy. Yeah. He, made, he made Chase Young look like a, a mid-round It made him disappear. Yeah. Like, completely. You know? Set the tone. Guy doesn't even have his fifth-year option picked up. I mean, that was the, that was the beginning of the end of, of, of Chase Young. And I'm excited about, about that front. I think, that, you know, there's so much, and especially the way it, it ended for the, the Chargers that said, oh, we hear this every year. But, again, you just forget how many injuries they had on that team. And, like, specifically, the offensive line, you know, when, when you're, you're in a playoff game and Sawyer gets hurt and you're going up against – you know, that pass rush of, of Josh Allen and Trevon Walker, and they have really good, Arden Key was down there, yeah. like, and you've got Foster Sorrell out there, nothing against him, but he's a depth piece, and you're in a playoff game, and you can just imagine now the talent they have with all the skill position players we listed, but most importantly, up front, you've got that protection to give that arm that extra beat or two that you need to push that ball downfield. DJ, the, the offensive line, your evaluation is probably relatively fresh of, of yeah. what Zion did last year and then what Sawyer was at Georgia and how he was thrust into action at left tackle. The fact that those guys are kind of swapping spots on, on each side of respective line. Uh, how do you think that's going to shake out with, with Sawyer moving to right guard and, and then Zion going to left guard? Well, I think the tackle to guard thing is going to be fine for Sawyer. He's got some experience playing guard, so it's not new to him there. And, you know, to me, getting a chance to play with neighbors is uh, is going to be nice because now you've got your edges protected and now you've got somebody that can really roll his hips and drive block and move people and he can anchor down and pass protection. He's going to be great. I don't have any concern about that whatsoever. Zion, I think, is probably more of a challenging one, you know, just switching mm. from one side to the other. Um, but, again, he's got experience. He's got experience doing it. I, I think and both you get guys, two all pros on your side. Yeah, you're sandwiched between two all pros so that's a pretty good spot to be in i i think they'll be fine it may be a little bit of an adjustment period but these guys uh, the things that made them good as young players as rookies is the fact they're incredibly smart and they're incredibly tough and that doesn't change wherever you're playing buddy last week you were rattling off uh i think the comments of uh was it the jeff howard coach? jeff yeah, howard. Coach howard talking about uh day on henley and from from Thule to henley you're always looking at guys and identify guys that are going to make a con contribution this year what did you see out of Thule at USC and Henley at Washington State that makes you believe that they could contribute this year in some meaningful way? Well, you start with production. I mean, a lot of times with players, you're trying to, okay, let's, let's, let's just kind of forecast into the future of what they can do and they haven't figured it out yet. Maybe once they get it figured out, there'll be something. 
you don't have to do that. These guys are productive players that have played a lot of football. Uh, I mean, Tui Peloto, I believe, was leading the nation in sacks. Yeah. yeah. So you look at the production that he has, you know he's a finisher. He's somebody that's stout against the run. He's really, really strong, heavy-handed guy. So he's just not going to wow you on the stopwatch. That's not who he is. He's not a tester. But he's a rock-solid football player who's going to fit in and have a role on this team. And then Dayon Henley you know, goes from Nevada to Washington State. The speed, the explosiveness, that jumps off the tape. You watch him you know, play the pass, which you have to do at linebacker in this league. He's very comfortable doing that. So um, yeah, I think he'll find his way initially, probably in some sub situations. You just get him in some third down packages. And I think you'll see his role you know, continue to grow throughout the year. You know, I'm interested, DJ, to, to see, because, you know, when you talk about guys coming back from injury, oh, you're adding, you know, last year you didn't really get to add J.C. Jackson, you get to add him this year. Well, you're adding a healthy Joey Bosa, I've missed most of the season, you're adding. But to me, like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm most interested in the second-year players and thinking about how little they got out of Woods. How they got nothing out of Spiller. He yeah. barely played. Um, you saw a little bit out of Ja Taylor, because that's essentially like adding another rookie class because mm-hmm. of how little – they played. Um, uh, we get focused on the rookies because we haven't seen them yet. We don't have any negative connotations with them. But just fo- you know, we, we've already talked about the secondary. Yeah. To me, it's the running back and just kind of whether or not they have that player on this team that can help keep Austin healthy and and have him at peak production by the time the postseason rolls around. Yeah, I wish we could have just seen some of Spiller to yeah. know it for ourselves. You know, apparently, you know, you see what you saw on the practice field, and they had other options there. Uh, Joshua Kelly played great when he was healthy and out there on the field. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see him continue to improve and, and and have that role as kind of a power back, short yardage back, a finisher of runs. But to me, Spiller is a huge, that's a huge component. You know, you've got Roundtree there, but to me, Spiller brings you some juice. So if you can get him out there, get him comfortable and confident in his assignment, what he's doing, um, catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So that you're right, Money, that could be kind of like a bonus rookie you know, because right. we re- didn't see him last year. Couple that with just a commitment to run this year under Kellen yeah. Moore, and you know, we're envisioning what it's going to look like. We we don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet, but but your excitement level to see Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert kind of start this new marriage. We we visited with Kellen a little bit before practice, and uh, it's it's almost if you're when you're talking to him, you feel like you're talking to Justin. Like they, from a personality it's standpoint, I don't know if you can find a better match. Yeah. Uh, and, and then when you look at the system and how that's going to play out. They're great in commercials. Too. Yes, they yes. are. Those uh, Local uh, car commercials. Yes, up in the Pacific Northwest, fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see what it looks like because I think coming from Coach Peterson at Boise and then his experience uh, with Coach Linehan and then obviously uh, with the Dallas Cowboys running the show there and, and how productive those offenses were, I think he's shown, and Coach Daly mentioned this, the ability to kind of morph and change around the personnel that he has. So I don't think we're going to see exactly the same thing we saw with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm excited to see what this Kellen Moore offense looks like here with the Chargers. Yeah, and uh, interested, you just feel like there's always that one player that just sort of jumps out. We were trying to find it, you know, when we were watching just the, the undrafted free agents or size there. Is it a ZK? We saw you were talking to Chip Kelly. He was out here, the UCLA head coach. Is it one of the running backs? Is it, you know, which one of these individuals? And look, maybe it's just one of the later round picks like we had with Jamari Sawyer. You know, maybe it's Matt Locke. Like, you you stand next to that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He is, I don't, he's got a, I don't know, does anybody have a thicker trunk than that on on the team? I mean, that guy is gigantic. That's a big man. Yeah, well, Austin Johnson and Tito Avonia, I think they're on the PUP to yeah, start, look, right? Yeah. So that's that, so Matlock may have a role, you know. See if he can get some meaningful run, you know. Is there a way you could find like 
maybe like a place where there's hotter, I was I was just gonna say than, uh, than where we've set up here. I, I, I think know, this like... pod is gonna be cut a little bit short <laughs> because I know my knees feel as though they are on the surface of the sun and then I look over at DJ's oh. and I'm like I didn't know roasting. I didn't know so, that back of the knee sweat was a so, thing. Yes. But like well, no, that no, is a, that is a thing. real thing. So DJ during the during the summer we're on like Riverside like this you know we're in our home offices we're just we're just riffing for 50 minutes. Yeah. It's not going to be a 50 minute. I should have no. known when Chris when Chris was uh, had the lifeguard look today with all of the all sunblock. The did you see that I yes. knew what I was in for? Yes. You think I would have been a you better bra- scout I, than that? I blame I blame Greg Kim right before uh, Justin Herbert's uh, press conference he goes hey you want some 50 and i put it on he goes hey just so you know you really got to rub it in and then i look at look at my phone and i look like i it's completely white i look like a mine you got the zinc going dude you got the zinc in there you got to cover it and that's why this pod is going to be very short this week this is i am i am absolutely who's our sponsor by the way we have a sponsor for this yeah right spf 50 that's the thing is it casper mattresses no it's you know what it's going to be it's going to be some sort of aloe vera that's what it's going to be i'm going to need something or you know arctic ice just hit up the gas station get a whole bag and throw that in my let's, lap let's wrap it here let's wrap home. it here because you guys just had a long uh interview with with coach staley um biggest takeaway talking to coach today this is his third year i you know you look at his first season nine and eight second year ten and seven get to the playoffs we know how it ended yeah. uh, but this is a perfect opportunity to kind of keep building what he's doing here i would say there's a calm and confidence on a level that I haven't seen yet. I mean, right. Coach has has taken this team. They've taken steps. Um, I think he's got rightfully so a reputation as one of the best defensive minds in the National Football League. We know his aggressive approach that he you know got a reputation for being ultra aggressive, which we love calling the games. But to me, money, I don't know where, what your, your takeaway was, but mine was just this is somebody who has really grown into this role and is comfortable and is confident. That's, it, you l- truly just took the two words out of my mouth. <laughs> you didn't use them in your first description. You used calm, collected, and then, and then so I was you like, go. you know what? I've got comfortable and confident. But to me, that's, you know, some people thought maybe this is an individual that was trying to make a name for himself with the fourth downs in his rookie campaign. and how you know there was a lot of spec you know there's a he was very polarizing a very polarizing hire after one year as a coordinator and it just feels like that is all gone this mm-hmm. is someone who's confident in his approach and what he does how he does it there's so many of the same people around him there's not been a lot of roster turnover your stars are still here you just signed the quarterback for the next seven years with a five-year extension there's just this you know, conti- I'll use another C word, continuity. You know, there there is confidence and continuity, and that's what you get. Hey, this this front office ownership has provided me with an opportunity uh, after missing the playoffs first year in week 18. Yeah, see that, dude? Look at that. <laughs> and I put sunscreen on. Uh, Do I still have of, the lifeguard look, by the way? A oh, little you bit. Look great. You just, you just got to pay a look to you. Yeah. you look what like, was the name of the lifeguard in the uh, baseball movie? Uh, uh, Peppercorn or whatever what was her name? I'm trying uh, to remember. Uh, you say lifeguard, and I just immediately think Baywatch. No, and then it was in, you know the movie Asselhoff. No, what's what's the baseball movie with the little kids? Uh, and Sandlot. Sandlot. Yes, yeah, Sandlot. You know, you, Brian. You know, Brian, what was the name of the lifeguard? Like Cindy Peppercorn or something, something like, like that. that. That's what you're going with right okay. now. 
Exactly right. Not a you got to watch that movie, man. Come on. Not a great look. Girls get older. You got to expose them to that movie. It's I a will. classic. We're all excited, Chris. Day one of training camp. Yep. It, it was. It Hope was Springs impre- Eternal. It was, yes. It was an impressive collection of talent out there for us to watch today. And I don't say that lightly. It, this team looks like it's really, really good. There's a lot of good players there's out there. A, there's a lot of talent. And some of that coverage, I mean, these corners were on these wide receivers, almost like that sunblock is on your upper lip. <laughs> but um, it was it was impressive. It was tight coverage. Yes. DJ's in mid-season form. Yes, he I is. All right, now guys, I got to go uh, buy him a this sandwich. Is, uh, this is the cue. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, uh, for DJ and Money, I'm Chris. This has been Chargers Weekly. Next week, uh, we'll do this right after practice. We'll get some players. Uh, have them roast for 10 to 12 minutes like we did last year. Thinking maybe we can find a better setup this year. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking we might have a pop-up. Maybe the charge maybe there's a pop-up somewhere at the facility that yeah. we can bring out this yeah. year. Yeah, we, uh, we owe it to the light, players. Karen's going to bring us those light uh, blue light diehard blue diehard bowl clothes. So we'll but be, yeah, we'll I think be that, in business. The, the, the sun is right above us. So I'm just yeah. thinking there's got to be and you know what? Just let me know if I've got to buy it. If I've got to buy the pop-up and I've got to bring it I will bring it. Here's the deal, guys. You can do the interview and lose four pounds. It's it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Now, you lose four pounds, but you also lose four years on the back end of your life. So there's there's, You bet your quota for the season. Stay one training camp. Good to see you, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys.